You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Very good, Keith Johnson. the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV, Boardwalk Empire edition. Tonight's host is Paul Ashton. Joining Paul will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Kevin Undergaro, Bethany Gaber, and Phil Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... Paul Ashton. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV for Boardwalk Empire Season 1, Episode 6. I am Paul Ashton here with my fellow Boardwalk fans to break down everything from tonight's episode. In our special segment tonight, uh, Phil is going to discuss for us uh, the inception of Boardwalk Empire, where the show came from. Uh, Plus, we will get to all of your Boardwalk news and gossip for this week. But before we do, Kev, why don't you break it down for us? Give us a quick stroll down the Boardwalk. Well, in Chicago, we see the escapades of Al Capone, Jimmy, and Johnny Torrio. While in New Jersey, we see Nucky deal with Lucky Luciano and his new mistress, Margaret Schroeder. We see Margaret take on uh, Lucky's old mistress and adapt to her new flat-slash-lifestyle, provided, of course, by Nucky. We see a a great revealing exchange uh, between she and Mrs. McGrary. And even more revealing, we see another uh, dark and creepy layer um, uh, to Agent Van Alden's character. Right. Uh, now, before we get stuck into some breaking down the episode, uh, let, you mentioned Miss McGarry. Uh, in, in our last AfterBuzz TV um, episode, I referred to her as um, uh, Maggie Smith. Uh, it is not Maggie Smith, and I apologise to Maggie and to Dana Ivey, who plays her. They are the dead spit of each other. Um, uh, uh, probably a bit of a, um, a massive call for them to pull Dame Maggie from the set of... Uh, 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 Hogwarts 7 Um, they are the dead spit and Dana Ivey's probably got that her whole career she's been in so many movies and um, yeah so my apologies for that (laughs) but moving right along let's get on with the show let's start with Jimmy and Al Um, we we, uh, saw some great developments in their relationship today um, and uh, also in in their escapades in terms of taking over Chicago with their boss Um, Kevin uh, let's let's talk about Al Capone um you, you you've taught, you've mentioned how you you feel that this um, representation of his violence is very accurate historically from what you I mean, know from my I'm a history major from college and right, from so what I knew yeah. uh, from my studies yes except uh, tonight we we saw this whole other side to Al Capone and and su- like really superbly executed by uh the 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 actor playing Al, whose name I don't have in front of me. Stephen Graham. Thank you, Phil. I mean, that was, well, that we was saw, really nice, wasn't it? Yes, we saw uh, the human side of him. Yeah. Which, again, it, it, it seems accurate to me because I do know that with his, his how he felt. And, again, I don't know if the son – I had never heard that the son was deaf. Deaf. But I knew that he had a, a cool relationship with the son. And, and, and uh, I don't know if it's – 
something back then or if it was Italian or what. But, you know, it's almost what they've said Frank Sinatra had with his son, where it was love, but then there was also a little bit of distance as well. And I I know with Al Capone's son. There's like your pride is injured because your son is is not fully. Or maybe they just can't live up to your. It's just really hard for them to live up to your to your greatness. And I, it, what I knew of Al Capone's son, and I didn't know about the deaf thing, and I and I want to look into it more. Mm. But I knew that he was not privy to the business. And a lot of the old 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 school mobsters, and you know, again, like you know, Gotti was one of the ones to break this. Was that you never had your children get involved in the business? Yeah, and and started back then with the Capones of the world. And so the son was very far removed from it. In fact, just died a couple of years ago, like wow. literally about two years ago. He really? li- lived this very quiet life in Chicago. Right. I mean, excuse me, in Florida. Florida, wasn't it? Dead, and, yeah. uh, and I don't know if I said this on another show, but about three or four years ago, I called him. Yeah, you said that. I just yeah. picked up the phone and called him randomly, and then I, you know, I got a, an answering machine of an, an older guy's voice. But I was always fascinated why the media, or I know he purposely stayed under the radar, but I would just would have loved to have talked to him. But he... but. For the purpose of the show, what I liked is how far removed he was. I'd, I'd love to know if he was deaf. I'd love to know, did did Al marry an Irish wife? You know, that gets alluded to as well. Yeah. And, and, um, By Al's mom. And I do like seeing the human side of him, you know, talking with Jimmy. Um, yeah, as but it's human as they can they, get. Yeah, it's interesting how they get. They they like coming into this episode. Al's been the loose cannon, yes. the violent one. He's kicked people in the head. He's sort of by um, not handling the meeting with um, the, the the Greek town meeting in uh, two episodes ago. Things got heated up. Um, Pearl got killed. Jimmy comes in and all of a sudden has Johnny's ear tonight. Yeah, um, and he's being more strategic. Al gets sent out to go and clean the car. And then when push comes, and, and I love the five finger fillet, uh, but it's before Johnny walks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jimmy Dummity and Michael Pitt was doing it. Right. Like he had that knife. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it was blunted, but he's he was doing that for sure. Click, 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 click. In between click, the click, fingers. Great sound design, too. Mm-hmm. Kunk, kunk, yeah, kunk, yeah. Kunk, 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 you know. I mean, full credit. How long must have Michael Pitt spent doing that? I don't. I did. Could you see the hand? And I, in the one shot, I think you could. In the one shot, you could. Unless, Phil, I go to you, Phil, do you think it was like a fake hand there I, put up uh, on the table? We certainly had a body double for Margaret Schroeder today, but uh, I don't know if, I don't know if there was a body double for that. I don't, I don't think there was a do- uh, body double. Maybe it was some sort of other trick. I don't think a uh, hand double. But, um, no, I mean, may- maybe, you know, you always hear those sort of stories where, I mean, he could, Michael Pitt could have either learned it or it's something that he I knew. I believe anyone part of the show is very committed. So yeah, I would or, or I think it's one of those things it. where he knew that, and, and they, so the and then they, they wrote it in. Yeah, well, yeah. like he already had the skill. Yeah, right. Oh, and they probably use a plastic but knife or something. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> sure. But but what I love, <laughs> but what I love is how real he is and and how he exposed. Capone a number of times yeah. tonight, right. a number of times, right then and there. Um, Al backed out on, on on matching him in front of the ladies because he has he no wartime experience. That's He's a right. fraud, right? Uh, then um, you know it was re- looked like it was Jimmy's plan to hundred percent was and he was ready to pull a knife out in the room. I mean that was like and, and obviously when he put his dog tags on, uh, when was, he, I'm going back to war. I'm going back to war. I'm prepared to I'm prepared to die. Mm-hmm. Is what that means, right? He sent it, that's why he sent his money and his suit to his family. Basically, yep. like, okay, that's it. It could all go down tonight. He was prepared to 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 be killed for what for Pearl. 
Yeah, which was, and that, what, what was that? What was that piece of paper she had written their names on? That little, was that a, an advertisement or something? It, it was tying back to the oranges that he was, he had made for her in like the previous episode, squeezing Lovely. the but, orange juice. By the, oh, sorry, not to cut you off. No, no, go right uh, ahead. By the way, do you know, do you know how like back then dog tags actually worked or like what their full purpose was? Please, uh, please go. Um, yeah, it's for, it's for if someone dies, right? Or was it different? It's well, it's for when it's someone you dies. A body. They, they stick, stick it between your teeth. teeth yep. You know, so he wanted his name out there, so in case he did die, you know, it, it's very symbolic. A, he's going to war, but he also wanted his name in case he did die, so that people know would know who he was. Yeah, yeah, right. So identification of of the crime. Being like associated with it, um, but you see the I love the the uh, so much was said in the hotel uh, the 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 exchange between Al Capone after this all goes down. I right, don't, and I don't mean to jump ahead. So I, I just realized it was so to me it was so interesting to see Al the human side come out on how bad he feels about the the kid and, and he's and and you know I, I, wrote, I wrote down geez some of the some says, of the quotes here I want to look down. Go ahead. This has something to say about, well, Al's son actually was, he was deaf. He was deaf. Um, yeah, in real life. He he was born with syphilis, which his father gave to him. Oh, that's what he said. He he that's, said to, he said to I Jimmy, I gave it to All the bad things that I did. But was there a double entendre to that, meaning the sins of the father? That's what I, that's how I had interpreted it. So it was. It was probably yeah. both things. What do, you, what, how do, what do you mean by that? I, I, because he has not necessarily been a nice person. He's done right. bad things. And. And so he is paying for his sins, and his God his is, is God is punishing the family. Absolutely, that, right. that's how I interpreted it. But yes, yeah, so as did I, I at the it time. It has double meaning. It yeah. did have the double meaning. Yeah, thing. nice. And also, of course, um, after the successful uh, re- revenge killings, and like, guess who owns the Greek, Greek town now? Smashing the back of the head. I mean, wasn't that one hell of a scene? Amazing. And really enjoyed that. I closed um, my eyes. I, a couple I'm, of times? I, I'm a wimp. I don't know if you saw me, but it's like, anytime, anytime things get really violent, now, I just close my it, eyes. It, do you guys see any meaning between the fact that Al shot at um, Jimmy's ear? Uh, the beginning of the last episode? Yes, and the fact that his own son was deaf? Or am I, am I, am I, no, am I no, reaching? That's, no, I think that... that yeah, I, I'm. In, in, I don't know if Al is consciously. No, but the writers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and Jimmy's ear bleeding. Yes. And Pearl, you know, cleaning it out for him at the time. I mean, like, I found that. Maybe I want you to be a mess like me. Oh, like I'm jealous. You know what I mean? I brought this on my son, and yeah. you know my life's messed I up. I don't know deep this, down, but there's because you're clearly on. superior to me. There, he knows he's, he knows it. Yeah, yeah, he and knows. He really it. saw it, and he. I mean, it's that thing of when, when someone knows that they're beat like that, especially mm-hmm. someone like like of that like. <laughs> Who uses their fists to right, to, to solve try. everything? Yeah, and you can see him an animal. Try, try, trying to be, bring Jimmy down in front of everyone to, to make himself feel better. And then and Jimmy then still Jimmy, trumped him with one call, and 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 then Al sort of had to come back with the steaks and say the red, the meat, I, I love the bloody steaks. Yes. Um, I mean, what do they? What does that mean? Raw what does this say for the for the for the future? I love the the conversation when they ha- they have, and he says, "Well, what are we?" and and Jimmy says, "Well, accomplices." And he's like, "We're not we're not friends." And what I what I love about it is because under any other given circumstances, they would not be friends. He, Jimmy would not be sitting at a table with right. that man. But given their circumstances, they they have you know bonded. That but it, I also felt it was as if Al felt like 
was saying that that means we are friends. He's, that's what he said. He goes, same yeah. thing. Yeah, because same he's thing. such a thug and he's, such a... He's, such he's a, very Italian. Yeah, and he's, he's also not very smart. It says a lot so about his, him. His, his, that says everything about his life I think it's about less about experience. being Italian. I think it's more about the fact he is just a thug and he's just not very... He's not that bright. But, would, so, but has he ever opened up to anyone like he just did to Jimmy? Probably not because he's not been around anyone cultured and sensitive enough, which Jimmy is. Jimmy has an ability which, which, to be silent and let people But generally talk. will do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, my past being with the wretched, uh, always would, they would always, I would always see, the, they would always open up their human side to me. Yeah, right. Because having a, ba- you know, having a diploma, basically, right. which made me different from them, and right. then they would always... You feel know, feel compelled to try and prove themselves always, or just just no, because they, they're still all, they're human beings at the end of the day, and they want to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. but you can't tell the fellow thug because it's like ah, what are you abroad? <laughs> and they smack you in the side of the head, or right? So they or feel you like show weakness. A, you can show audience, weakness to Jimmy, someone who can hear them yes. and understand them. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so that was that was a stunning scene and like really really stunning performance, quite frankly. Oh yeah, it's I, I and I know you've talked about this previously, but I I love watching Al Capone just kind of like just just not fully functioning that I mean he, we usually see him as this strong and powerful man I mean and historically, just, historically in, 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 Hollywood, in Hollywood yes and, and we're seeing this is the young thug like this is before the expensive suits and the I, and the limousines yeah I hate to make this this comparison but it's it's a lot of the times why people watch before they were stars and they love seeing movie stars doing silly commercials and and struggling and bad performances and we've never seen this before yeah. i love it yeah. yes yeah. i love it and i just I, I think well sorry what's his name again phil uh stephen graham stephen graham is just doing such a stunning <sighs> I think job best what's, ever. He, what's he been in what, what have we seen him in before I don't know. uh i don't know i think this this may be his like sort of bigger shot you know yeah. they, they well he has specifically he he talk about grabbing the bull by the horns i mean it is such a clear and 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 layered uh uh you know Performance and and I can't wait to just watch how this develops. It's pure. And, and if these, it's really pure. It's extremely so, raw. It's yeah. extremely raw. But and yeah, but it, but it's 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 got technique and it's refined and it's sophisticated I, within that. I agree. I'd like to see some some you know SAG nominations for for, for him. I right. think, again, once we get over the the hump of we have to give out these awards to all these other shows that are amazing <laughs> right now. Yeah. But next season, the season after, they'll they'll all get their due. String and last episode into this episode. I mean, uh, uh, this show really really. All right, you with me now? Watch. Hey, I've never. <laughs> not been with you. You're painting me into this call like I hated this show. I've always been into it. I need um, you to call it and happy, tell us how I'm bad just, he hates I'm just happy now. to. I'm just happy to criticize. And by the way, the, uh, his, his, the scars, I think, came from, I think, a cop. A cop? I think earlier on in his right. life, he was arrested, and I think he was he was roughed up. And Corey, have you found anything? Ste- yeah, Stephen Graham was in Snatch. Uh, uh-huh. He was oh, in Gangs go. in New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was so in band, so a couple episodes of Band. Uh, Band of Brothers. So just is he just, English? Just, yeah, he's an English actor. Oh, yeah. wow. Band of Brothers. Yeah, and you know, he's see, English. But I'll tell you, inspiration. Amazing. It's 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 what I always tell people about Zach Galifianakis's career. He's right. been around for a long time, yeah. and yes. he's finally getting his due. And so you look at a kid like this, and you, some of those a snatch was a long time ago, you guys. It was. And so you know, and he's a young guy. He, at least he looks it. But it's it's a long, long journey to I, get I to mean, this and we, point. I mean, we always talk about it. But Cranston's the same. Brian Cranston was at yeah. it for so, age John Ham. All both came to the game. I mean, you know, into our yeah, having view, little little beats, little blips on the radar. But yeah. Yeah. so that's why it's about you know hanging in and hanging Naomi in and Watts. enduring. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. 
11, 12 years in LA before Mulholland Drive was about to pack oh, it up and go home. Her. I love it. Apparently. Yeah. I you mean, know, you know, uh, since he was on gang- Gangs of New York, you know, Scorsese, I, I think, pretty sure it was Scorsese who cast him into that role. Because he knew, yeah, yeah. from Gangs. And, and by the way, you know, you see these, the, the, the intimacy of the HBO shows. Um, even the guy who plays Nucky's dad. Right. Um, is, is, is a retread. You know, it was Carmela's father. On The Sopranos. Right. It was James Gandolfini's, uh, Tony Soprano's father-in-law. Yeah, well, why, you know? I mean, why wouldn't you? I, I mean, are you, I mean, what, why wouldn't you use someone who you've worked with before who you know can stand up and deliver? I well, mean, you know, and, back in the day, there used to always be that, that the stigmas of stereotypes and whatever. What I love now is, you know, it used to be back in the day. I mean, Lucille Ball was lucky that she got three roles. She yeah. had the I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. then she did the Lucy show, and then it was like, um, I've, here's Lucy. And that was like, like, oh, wow, unheard of. But today, it's so great that they're just putting known actors in, in several. I mean, look at uh, Michael Chiklis yeah. from the commish to, to S.H.I.E.L.D. to now Modern no, Family. Mary, and he's no a young guy, family. so you yeah. know there's going to be two or three others in him yeah. before it's all said and done. But I, it's, it's just nice to see that it, that's gone where those people are getting chances that wouldn't. Um, so, so anyway, Jimmy uh, gets his revenge on those uh, the guys who killed Pearl. Um, they've taken over um, Greek Town pretty completely. Looks and uh, and and Jimmy is now kind of uh, a new kind of hotshot oh, in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is going to be very interesting for the future I mean, between him and Nucky, he's right? Third and- Command. I mean, it seems like you know. And he's developing. He's. He's. I mean, he. The way that he stood up to Al in front of everyone like that showed um, uh, balls. And, oh yeah. Uh, the guy. The guy's stealing, and I can't wait to see where he goes. Let's uh, move on to uh, Margaret and um, her sort of uh, fall. Wow, like, what a little, great. Little, I mean, what a great little just an episode arc from high romance to whore. I mean, you know, in terms of how she was feeling about herself and what was going on around her. High price tour. I mean, I loved at the beginning, like that first time we see her um, with Nucky in the room, she, she says, what, do you want me to be an Irish maiden mm-hmm. or something? Or did she say that about herself? Um, right. uh, and then just feeling at the end like she was just another one of the concubines. It's like, what is that? Like a, a like concubine street <laughs> or something? It's and, a very nice street. Uh, <laughs> right. I love it. How she, so she goes in and uh, she, we, we find it early on in the episode she's been made an offer. You know, she goes to, to get advice from but her. No, like, but no, but that's... Let's discuss the fact that she went to Mrs. McGrady. M- McGarry. McGarry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Why? I adore that. I mean, I have my opinions, but, like, I thought that was amazing. Like, right. you know, usually, like, you work alone. You know, she didn't have to tell her. She could have had her deal. Or she, but the fact that she went to her. Did she need to do that to feel okay about it herself? I, As a bit like, like what's, a, what's, what's your instinctive female perspective, Bethany, on that? <laughs> right, turns over here. If um, you were offered by, by Nucky. Offer, I mean, I, I think what, what Dana ends up saying in that is, is, is so fantastic because she just evaluates and, and gives us this little bit of exposition of like, okay, this is what's happening at this period of, in time. Mm-hmm. And until we have the right to vote, um, you need to do what you and have to do. And how progressive is her? <laughs> you know, this lady you think is dressed, by in, her response. dressed in black. Yes. You'd see her clutching a Bible, being this like, you know, and for her to really... It, and you, remi- but you remember yourself like this is she's fighting for the right to vote, so she's clearly someone who's so kind of with it. And the fact that she was like, "Oh, you got to play ball a little bit." I can't believe that. But but before, but I think the it was better, a delicious better question, scene. It was so but a, beautiful. But the better question I have, Bethany, for you, is why did 
Margaret go to her? I mean, she's clearly her mentor. I, I don't think the episode. I never got the impression ep- she was a mentor, though, until, until now. that moment. But so she I, went out to her for, for approval, for, mentorship? For, yeah, for, for advice. May, for I, may I offer one other thing that I'm not saying is true, but my, I'm questioning. It's, could it be partly that and partly the fact that she wants to work all sides because it's not like her ultimate Absolutely. goal is to be with Nucky. Her yeah. ultimate goal is to be a successful woman in America. Yeah. Is that the reason why? So what, so, to keep her on side politically? So, right. So we have her. We've got Nucky. To get her got, blessing so that in the future they're not on opposite sides of yeah, maybe. Or, or, you know, and, and, and maybe it's not so consciously calculated, but mm-hmm. maybe subconsciously she – uh, sees again as a mentor. She sees her as a strong woman and yeah. someone who's important to have around, as much as it is important to have Nucky. Yeah, no, too. you need alliances. I mean, so if maybe you're, that's you're... what it is, which again shows how smart she is and how layered she is. Yeah. And of course, she gives her the book on uh, what was the book called again? Uh, family limitation. Family family limitations. Yeah. How to limit. And again, your family, how progressive right? for a, for a woman back then to be saying, yeah, no, you don't have to have eight kids. Corey, basically. do you have any information on on that? That publication was that real? Yeah, yeah, it was a real, a real book. It was um, 1917. It came out, and it's basically it was... about how to. It's about family planning, right? I mean, Lysol is some kind of it's a cleaner. Cleaning, that, so... that shocked me. I was absolutely shocked because. Corey, I, anything else on so, it? What, like, why did that shock you, it's... Bethany? Because in in my daily life, Lysol well, you know means Lysol is? like to like Detergent. clean a window yeah. or like wash. So she's like, cleaning out her ends. She, she's oh, stopping. It's so us toxic. That Corey, just, anything else? Did they speak pregnant. to that at all? They, uh, it just says. I mean, it was basically the subject of the book was birth control. Well, that's all you got. So, so, so you're basically poisoning you're douching yourself with Lysol. Yeah, and it said in there there was you know, the other word. And, you, and so she's, I mean, you, you, I mean, it it can't be good for you. Is all I'm no, thinking. I mean, no. no, no matter what. Today's you, Lysol, I wouldn't put it anywhere near my private parts, um, <laughs> ever. But I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's not the same exact substance. Um, I'm sure Lysol has progressed. I just didn't know that was the foundation of Lysol. Well, ironically, yeah. don't they advertise, you know, safe for kids? That's that's Lysol's deal. You know, keep your kids clean and safe. Really? <laughs> or, or or just or just or not not non-existent. not in existence. Yeah. yeah <laughs> nice. Okay. So uh, so she really had a, and I mean, as you predicted, um, uh, last AfterBuzz discussion, Bethany, the cycle kind of continued. She got set up. She got she was going to go and see um, uh, the magicians. Famous uh, Houdini's brother, Houdini's brother, and, uh, <laughs> which is, but again, again, great writing because no, not the first string, the second string. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're not going to be a wife; you're going to be a mistress. Welcome to it. Yeah, and you know, and just, just, you know, more symbolism is the, the miserable, her old neighbor. The lady oh, wasn't who she sold nasty. her out to Von Alden. Yeah. But she said, you know, how nice the other husband was because he brought day-old crawlers. Ah. Uh. What 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 does that actually mean? It's a donut, like it's right. a kind yeah, of a donut, okay. but day old. So once again, it's just not quite mm. right. Yeah, and yeah. I think what you're seeing with Margaret is any character, she, you know, she sold her soul, and now you're going to get all that goes with it. Did she really sell her soul? Do you think she sold her soul? Sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, I guess not, because she does really like him. Mm-hmm. So that's the part of her soul she hasn't sold, but. You know, now she's basically cared for, and now you have to get all that goes with it, you do. which is. Yeah, um, which so she certainly had to compromise herself one way or another, and uh, and look at the class she's put her in. That that ditz, that bimbo comes in. Oh, can my kids sit with your kids? Yeah, and, yeah. It's like they've all 
Yeah, she really that really hit her hard, and that, that final shot of her in the in the in the dark, but in front of the phone, was beautiful. And, um, and isn't that true of so many? Don't you hear that about so many mistresses where they're just that's their lives, right? They're just kept and they're sitting by, waiting by the that's phone. It. And and you know she's there, um, figuratively self-flagellating whilst. Um, but Van it, Alden literally is, uh, oh which we'll God. come to in a second. But uh, anyway, so so bad luck for Margaret, um, and it'll be interesting to see. But but just before we move off, her, can we just let we got to touch on that conversation yes. with the mistress? Thank you, thank you. My yes. Lord, wasn't that something? Oh, what a else? battle between the two of them! Wow, I mean, we so, go Bethany. Yeah, no, at yeah. first I was like, why is she changing in front of her? And and I kept asking that question. I'm like, well, this that would never happen. And then I then what she p- progresses to do, it's revealed that she just shows her the goods and is like, this is what I got. It's really good, and I'm not putting on those undies for you. How about that? I know she <laughs> just got no. naked in front of her. Great, great direction to, to tell the story a show don't tell moment exactly. as we say but to not put the lingerie <laughs> on for her and for to be like yeah and i'm actually i've had kids and i'm actually secure with this and that's all you have but you know what when she tells her story right wasn't well, mm-hmm. i love the way she did that she reveals so little tell, can, what was the story it was about the uh, about about, a, about a, an old guy who comes through the town with some like performing bantam rooster and by the first year said, it was wow. it was magic the second year we giggled and the third we didn't show just up bored and just yeah and maybe your honey isn't quite the draw you think it is was the punchline right <laughs> I mean, amazing. I mean, A, the, 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 the vernacular of the time, that's like a modern word, like, yep. you know. The battle was great. Country it, was, it was really, uh, she showed how superior she was. She showed she's willing to take the next step, which is, you know what, the first time you came in the store, you slapped me all around. I let it, I let this other dope boss slap me around. Fine. Now it's like, you know what, all right, let's go and step in. Let's step outside. Let's step inside the room. Yeah. Let's stay, let's let's. And, I will take she, off my clothes. She to you. reveals so she she. I mean, she's revealing this. We we see this steel side of her. It's still through with this. It, like she has this delivery Tough and it's game. all open and in and she seems quite soft. And then this like steel comes yep. out. Well, you I know, loved. I mean, Corey. I mean, it, it, I know like my hardcore Irish friends. I know Corey. You you lived in Ireland. You're Irish too. Like that's one of the things they love about the great Irish women. Is that they're supposed to be so strong? <laughs> they're very sweet, but they're supposed to be so strong. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. And fierce, you know? And so you're seeing it in this woman who came over on a boat, and as we learn a little more next pause, she had uh, a miscarriage, you know, at 16. Right. I mean, she's been through her pains and suffering, but that brought the, the bimbo was no match for her. Absolutely. No not. match. She just croaked and she her. Knows, she knows she's on the way out from the moment we see them at the beginning of the episode, and she scratches. Um, Nucky's I'm a, chest. I'm a I mean, tiger she's, cub. She's, she's, she's lashing out. She doesn't she, know how to do right. it. She knows she's, she but, feel it. But, it what is a, but a tiger is, it's, it's just interesting because if she really is a tiger cub, that means she could grow into a tiger, something more, meaning could be going to the FBI, it's the feds later oh, on. Oh, so no. if she's just a baby cub, you know, it's the first thing I wrote down. Like, tiger, like uh oh, like she up. could grow up and become mm-hmm. something more. You know, well, something more nasty. That, and that's the woman scorn, right? That's the true woman scorn right. we talked about. And she, that you're going to feel it from her. But and also, you know, I mean, um, Margaret is 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 sort of she's. It looks like she's she's rising up, but then she's she's pulled back down by the end of the episode to nothing but a mistress as well. well because so we're, we're, no, we're, we're going to continue to take one step forward, two steps back, because now you've you've gone into Dante's Inferno. 
Welcome to it. Yeah. It's, it's even like the life of crime, the the mob life. It's never. You're always going to, yeah, you're having those moments. You're, and then all of a sudden, nope, your phone's what, being tapped. What, what I loved was, uh, you know, that moment when she, she walks out. She says, I quit. And then cue, they cued the music. I know. That was and, one of my favorite. I love yep. that music there. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was well and, done. And you know what's interesting, too, with, before we get off on this scene? That why I, I thought the writing was so great. It wasn't just the battle between the two. What was revealed in Expos, the bimbo talking about, the mistress talking about Nucky. He's a Catholic who feels bad and thinks he's going to hell. Yeah. And she made it very basic, but also, to me, that rang very true. Yeah. And then he tries to get nice, but sooner or later, he comes back to, you know, he goes back to the dark side. Now, did, did Kelly McDonald use a body double? In that for those shots because it was very like uh, we we see her take off. I think so because you didn't see her like full. Yeah, yeah, I mean we saw her taking it off, but then when we had the shots of of her naked, it was wondering that myself. Because then also when she's in bed with Nucky later in the episode, she has her top on, and I'm just wondering what what if where the line is here between what we're learning about Margaret and what we're learning about what's in Kelly McDonald's contract. Yeah, I I think I think it's probably in her contract. Yeah, which I I like. I, I I think it's fantastic, and and. I see why it is because there's so many breasts in so much of it that mm. it would be awkward for us not to see anything on her. So she, it must be a body double. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, then talk quickly uh, about. Oh. So go, sorry, go, there's go, just one thing left. Um, when when they're they're doing that like push in shot with her on the phone and mm-hmm. she's so sad and mm-hmm. the phone's behind her. I love that little bow on her dress, right? Like because it it just it it's it says to me visually, isn't this the per- perfect package? Yeah. And she looks so sad, and yeah. it's just those little details that make me love the show. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she did look delightful and ready to go. What the hell are you doing? I'm banging that girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Banging wasn't that? So we saw we saw one banging scene. Um, Lucky banging Jillian, and uh, he <laughs> was that a great reveal. When when um, Rostine tells him, yeah, that's not his wife, that's his mum, and he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I loved seeing uh, Lucky go against Nucky. Yeah, that was a great scene, wasn't it? Well, I loved seeing. I really thought Bashemi stepped it up again. Like he really, I, 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 I believed. Uh, you know, they were an even match. I mean, he had some muscle in the room. But historically, he... it seems very accurate because Lucky Luciano is going to ascend to this great crime figure in American history. And we're seeing him, as she was saying, this is before they were stars. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing, now not Al Capone, like he's a smarter guy. This is one of the guys that they give credit to um, syndicated crime. That, right. that he's like Lucky. the founding father of it. Right. So he's a smart guy and he's tough. But he's but he's raw and he's not that smart. He's not as smart as Jimmy. He's still more of a thug, but he's not as 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 much of a dumb uh, ogre as as Capone. Right. And you see, he's not backing down in there. And it, and look what it takes for the sheriff to really kind of knock him down. It was yeah. like a bit of a battle. It was to kind of get him at least subdued. Um, and of course, they, they're all getting their wires crossed here because um, the the robbery that we see the very opening of the episode has nothing to do with Rostein. It right? It's the it's uh, what's his name getting his three grand for his debtors. Right. Uh, what's the 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 bloke whose um whose distillery got shut down and he owes these guys Ignatius oh, the three brothers. Yes. Is it yeah. he, uh, Doyle? Doyle. Doyle. Doyle's behind the robbery, right? Yeah, probably. He he. he well, 
he, he said to them in the last episode, Nucky has these delivery right. points up to whatever grand. Oh, I can get you three grand straight away. They're like, get it. Or, you know, my brother with his um, ah, hair okay. scissors now is going to come in. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure. sure that's where the robbery comes from. Okay. Rothstein's not interested in... In the amount of no, cash he, he can get out of the purse, it's yeah. no, it's no much, way. It's that's much bigger. But we'll, that's that'll Doyle. be next episode. So, but, but it's going to bring them together. We, it's, you know, there's this clash coming between them because all, of it, which coming. is which is really great. What I, what I thought was interesting is a great line from uh, Nucky, which I just kind of I love people do business this way. I treat people like gentlemen until they prove me otherwise. Mm. Yeah, know? yeah, and I love that. Good like, line. Yeah, and it's you know, and 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 interesting too when the brother is. Um, being racist against Italians, De, you know, he says, uh, you know, um, you know, the Dagos have that look. Uh, what was it? It was, I'm sorry, feeble-minded. <laughs> you know, what I mean, he's like, you know, that Dago look, and right. what look would that be? Yeah, you know, Nucky asks him. He's, but Nucky asks him just with with um, uh, with pretension. Yeah, and he says, you know, oh, feeble-minded. You know, those Italians, they don't respect rules, and you know, you just, I just love how Nucky is. It's it's he's not gonna he's not racist against any people. No, in that's right. And he kicked like, that guy out. He kicked that guy out of his office. Remember in the last episode as well for being a douchebag about that stuff as right. well. Right. Right. Which I again I love to see and and you know and and uh, what what about the the whole thing with the roads, many roads to Rome. Uh, well, you know, I, I love that. I, I, in the last episode, it, clearly it's Rome and Atlantic And only City. one to New Jersey. What, yeah. And once again, just great writing because we're tying to Italy, we're tying to Italians, yeah. and we're you know tying to this this one road that's that's there. But what was this thing? So so, but then um, Nucky finds out that the guy who he's trying to put in the White House has a pavement company. Um, so what what were the implications of that? I kind of wasn't sure about that. Uh, pavement company Obviously being road. Italians. Oh, so so that that person that yeah, politician was, he, is supported by Italians, and he was and making just money. The opposite faction. But I also right. think that he yeah. was this, this deal was 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 he was double or triple dipping on the deal. As what well. the, 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 the the guy White House. quote headed to the White House, right? And what I love is you know when you I cringe when I hear. So what does that his mean? That he doesn't isn't going to. Uh, isn't going to invest in the get get the roads that he wants. What or? I think is, I feel like at least this this far, Nucky's a winner, right? Okay. And what I was cringing, I cringed every time I heard the senator's name because historically we've never heard this guy, right? Right. Yeah. If this was if this was Senator Harding or you know someone that was going to be president mm-hmm. or that Senator Coolidge, then I'd say okay, ah, that's Nucky. But this guy's a loser. Yeah, I've never so, heard his name. So, so and I was like, oh, I was cringing because I was like, oh no, Nucky, Nucky's putting his money on the wrong horse. So I like now that we have a little, okay, now this guy gave him a tip, and now Nucky's going to go, okay. So, but they're going to they're gonna help each other out, and he's going to get his roads. Oh, he'll, he's he'll Nucky. Get it, of course. He's, he's Lovely. All right, so um, finally let's talk about Van Alden, um, who, uh, wow, wow. Oh I mean, I, I, I love everything this guy does, and uh, wasn't that, I mean, he's got, he, he, he got her. Um, what was the previous scene? What, what took place right before? Him, yeah. what so, whipping himself scenes. before? Um, yes, before the whipping. Um, was him with the old with, with the the cranky woman in the bad neighborhood? Oh, that's no, right. No, no, also, no, no, no. And, and, the, and the inspector, the head of the head of the police department, surprises yeah. him. No, not his scene. No, I'm saying his scene. What was the in I the? Think, I think the, in the oh, actual sequentially. Um, yeah, what sequentially. Is the scene I think right Jimmy and uh, Al Capone with the five finger fillet was right before. No, no, no. no from, that was for the whipping. Out, um, uh, Phil. The oh, whipping. Oh, it was, it, was, it, was, it was kind of the final it montage. 
It was Margaret, yeah. right? Right. So it's like the the it was Margaret, and so I'm saying just great cut to. So it's like the the one of the last lines was like, "That fella is sweet on you," mm-hmm. and we cut to a bed pot, right? You know, and and there of course is Van Alden in this like just rundown crappy place yeah like with her immigration file yes um i thought he was i thought he was going laying out a towel to like <laughs> to bat off over her fo- over her photo it's my mic anyway um and he ends up whipping himself maybe it's the la weather we've been having some bad weather yeah maybe it is oh well uh, we just push on yeah, let's yeah. barrel through. Um, All right. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought he was about to bat off to the photo, and then he lays out... Um, what a great mislead that was. Incredible. Like, like, I, I don't know who the director that, was for this episode, but I'm kind of... Uh, it was Van Patten. Okay. The man. Uh, and I mean that back... And I was like, what, this guy's been in the war as well? And then exactly. I, know, I, know, I thought exactly. Yep. And then all of a sudden he ties his belt into a knot and smacks himself... So th- this is this is like and th- all of a sudden uh, uh, it's it's like um, what was the um, the, the the book the uh, Opus Dei? Um, oh yes, uh, the, the Tom it's Hanks not movie. The, is it the, yes, the Da Vinci Code? The Da Vinci Code, yep. where they that where mm-hmm. like you see that self flagellation. Um, so he he's he's punishing well, let's, let's himself. He, so it's it's punishing. been revealed to him that Margaret is. In cahoots with Nucky. Nucky as as a mistress or something, right? And that she's quote a whore. Mm-hmm. Okay, she, we the, at least the the bitter neighbor uh, spills all this to him, which ha- has an effect on him. And now he's in, and we he's also been dressed down by his superiors, who by the way clearly are working. Oh, clearly with getting Nucky yeah, and, they're getting and money. The they're, they're totally trying to ter- derail his. Yeah, and, and they're saying to him, "Why did you pull this immigration file and all this other stuff?" So. I mean, you now we come to this moment where he's whipping himself. I ask you both why. Why is he whipping himself? Uh, as punishment for his, his improper thoughts about I, Margaret. Yeah, no, pure, I, I, yeah, I thought it was... A, I mean, he's a Puritan. He, he puts, he's a Puritan. He yeah. puts down the photo of, of his wife so she can't see it. I mean, that was wonderful. And then puts up the photo of Margaret and, and yeah, starts... Yeah, so I've had... Penitence. I, I've, I've had, had feelings for this whore... You know, all along, and all she was was a whore, and I've taken my mind off, off my job and my oath, and and my oath to my wife, my oath to my job, and and then yeah, starts whipping himself. And again, I have said from the beginning, sociopath, and I still believe it. I believe that this guy is there's something is scary nuts. All right. Nuts. Well, look, that brings us to this our special segment for this week. Um, Phil, do you want to take it away? Uh, sure. So. Um so let's. I'm just going to sort of give you uh, the expanded version of how the show came about. I know uh, there's been, spe- you know, we've sort of discussed how it came about, and we know uh, Kevin and Bethany love the show. Paul and I like the show. We think it's getting better every every uh, episode. <laughs> but um, you know, it was a process in the works. Um, it started when Wahlberg and Scorsese were working together on The Departed. Um, Wahlberg and his uh, partner, producing partner Stephen uh, Levington. Um, they bought rights to the book Boardwalk Empire, 
and they felt that it could be made into a series. Now, Scorsese, in talks with Wahlberg on set, you know, was interested in producing a TV show. Back up, was was, was this a fictional work, a novel, or was it a... It was more historical. It was. Oh, it was more okay. historical. Wow. Um, and so, so Scorsese wanted to get into TV producing, and so they will. They uh, Mark Wahlberg, knowing the film business is dead. Cha Ching, go ahead. <laughs> um, they so Mark presented him with this, thought it was the perfect idea, and they were like, "Oh, perfect!" So the two um, signed off as executive producers, and then HBO, having uh, Sopranos um, just about to end or ending, um, sought out Terrence Winter to be, you know. The, the showrunner. The showrunner. And they were like, you know, we have Scorsese and Wahlberg on board. Was De Niro kind of uh, loosely involved early on? No. Never? Um, never. Okay. never. Phil, Terrence it's Winter, what's his, what's his background? He, was, he wasn't the creator, but he was a, he was a writer like on Like higher up writers of yeah. Okay, and that natural progression David, from David second Chase or third was, in command to becoming, yeah, he's yeah, getting his own show. Okay. Yeah, David Chase was the uh, creator of Sopranos. Um, and so they want so HBO wanted to continue its relationship with Terrence Winter, and they asked him, you know, is there a show in here? Him being, he was, he just said, I don't care if there's a show, I'm going to find that show in there. So right. he read the book, and he was, he said, absolutely. Um, and so, so he wrote out the pilot. It took him a long time. Um, and what he, what he gravitated towards was Nookie's character because he felt like um, all the other characters you sort of know. And if you know where they're going, the stakes aren't as high um, right. for him, you know what I mean? And so so he felt that he would take Nookie Johnson and switch it to Nookie Thompson so he could have a little bit more creative freedom down the line. He wrote the pilot. Um, Scorsese read the pilot, and he was like, oh, this is, you know, I want to I wanna direct it. And so that's how that came about. You got to be pretty happy with that. I, you got to be. But Terrence Winter did feel it was too good to be true. You know, it took a year. Um, before the pilot was actually started getting filmed, and uh, that's when that's when Terrence Winter took the opportunity to really um, hammer out his uh, his what he would see the show as. And the first thing that he did was hire his writing staff. One of the one of the first guys that actually was hired was Howard Coder, who uh, who wrote this show, um, the one we saw tonight. And uh, he was actually Howard um, is always sought after to uh, to write the Nookie. And um, Margaret Shorter scenes, and he's re- so. Wow. What I, so uh, th- I mean, the way Terrence explains it, when they write, they they start with a meeting, and uh, they sort of outline it, and then everyone sort of writes a section of the scene. So um, so Howard would write the Nookie and Margaret interactions, and then Terrence would sort of get all this back and compile it into the episode. Wow. Um, Wow, that's fantastic! That yeah, so, so you re- so you really get to know intimately. So so always those interactions have a flavor, and whoever's doing the job on those scenes, uh, whoever Howard or is doing a great because I love those interactions always. They're consistent, yeah, I mean, strong, you know, so. and it's a consistent voice. Is what I mean. that's, that's it? That's yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And uh, so finally, um, a year passes. You know, the elaborate set for the boardwalk was built. And at this point, uh, Terrence thought uh, Scorsese wasn't going to direct it because of other stuff he had, he had in the works. But to his surprise, Scorsese did show up on the day of uh, production, and they made the pilot. And, uh, you know, after that, there was no looking back. Um, one of the things, one of uh, Terrence's pet peeves about period pieces is that people try to use too much colloquialism. 
um, you know, trying to remind you of what time period you are in. You know? Right. So he just he likes to remind every once in a while, but not go over the top with it. Um, and and he does like how he sort of created a padding for the historical inaccuracies that we may see down the line, so yeah. that he can have the creative freedom to. You know, take the twist that we are seeing already. It feels like it feels like these these kind of shows f- find success when when they when they give themselves that balance between um, a, a fiction and historical uh, accuracy, and between uh, and, in, and and language. You know, like uh, and I think Deadwood is a fine example of what David Milch did there yeah, in terms sure. of having elements of um, of of the kind of vernacular of the time, but also then just like vamping it up massively, mm-hmm. and you know, sea suckers left, right, and center, and that became a voice that felt real but was also imagined and became the, 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 the show's own voice, and it seems like they're doing that a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, Terrence, actually, he, he studied that show heavily before writing the pilot, right. so, you know, he did draw from there that. And I would argue, though, Paul, I would actually argue the opposite. I would argue that Deadwood, and I'm hoping with this show, what, what seems so different about it, and this is speculative sure, on sure. both our sides, but what I liked about Deadwood was... What ma- what made it feel so different or so surreal was the fact that it was the most real. It was people peeing in the corners right, of their hotel right. rooms. It was girls taking rags and wiping their vaginas after they had sex. Yeah, and 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 all of the politics that went on to to in a, in a in a time in our country where we were so separated from the law, from law and order. Yep. And people taking the law into their own hands and, and the greed with gold and, and seeing the original Hearst, uh, who was known to be a, a, have had ki- people killed. So I kind of feel like that on this show as well is, again, we're seeing the real Al Capone, not the surreal Al Capone in The Untouchables, mm-hmm. but the real Al Capone. Right. And that, that's really what I enjoy, and I hope they keep to that. Um, all right. Thank you very much, Phil, for that. And uh, that brings us to tonight's news and gossip section. So Michael Shannon, who plays Agent Nelson Van Alden on the show, admits he doesn't know how creepy he can be yet. Uh, Shannon traces this all the way back to his high school days. I would always play the old guy. I guess I had a good old guy voice. Well, he's sure using it to maximum effect now. Um, Shannon revealed also a little bit about Van Alden. Uh, and I quote, he's trying to be a virtuous man and he really believes alcohol um, is a scourge and should be wiped off the face of the earth. He wants men to take care of their families and no alcohol is getting in the way of that, Shannon said of his character. I think He's fit. This guy is fantastic. He's I mean, that, that he was drama. absolutely creepy tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to talk about that? He's he's he's. I'm amazing. a massive fan. I'm I, a massive fan. Yeah. Of what what do you doing. think, Bethany? You like him? I I I adore his commitment, and he. I mean, he's clearly very zealous. It, 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 like commitment's <laughs> a great word in terms of his performance yeah. as well. He has an extremely strong um, archetypal persona. Mm-hmm. Um, his delivery is is like very consistently flat, and yet it doesn't feel like it's put on to me. And, and it, what's really interesting about him is he doesn't look when he's thinking. He doesn't look as though he's judging. He, he's just kind of living through it, but the, there at no point do I feel like he's really full out condemning anybody. It's it's bizarre how you know it's always has there's, a, that there's a point of view that is so unusual, <laughs> right? So His perspective un- of the world. You know, yeah. it's the trippiest thing for for people when for with these kind of characters, and and I speak to people who didn't know Brian Cranston from Malcolm in the Middle, mm-hmm. but the people who know Brian Cranston on Breaking Bad. Okay, and you see this this uh, chemistry teacher with lung cancer who's 
who's very middle class in his lifestyle and the way he dresses and everything. And then you see him on Saturday Night Live with the tight beard, the great hair. And you see this handsome man. It's going to be interesting when we see Michael Shannon with long hair as the human playing different characters. Yeah. Because he's so committed to this one. Yeah. You, you know how you always have that? It's that great. It's when, you, when you see, when you really get to know them, it's going to be interesting when we get to see him, the real Michael Shannon in other movies. You're going to yeah. go, wow. Because... He's, it looks like he knows what he's doing. Well, speaking of seeing him, uh, just on this show, not to take it too far, but uh, you know, he's always shot from the side. It's always a profile shot of him, as the, as opposed to the other characters. You know, you kind of get that, but you also get the front shot. You know, we always see only two thirds of his face. Right. Um, no, 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 that makes sense because at the very end scene, we did get to see his full. Like at the very, the very end of it, right. they came in close on his reactions when he was. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times he out. is in profile, and I'm, and I'm saying to myself, "Geez, as a director, I would have went for, you know, the, the front on to see his emotion, but they're always choosing." That. To, to hide it from us. Which is great. Yeah, okay. Jack Houston, who plays Richard Harrow on the show, seems to be popping up all over the place, not just because he's related to um, Danny and John Houston and is it Angelica? Houston. Yeah. Uh, Jack Houston has been cast in David Chase's feature film debut. David Chase, of course, is the creator, as recently um, just just mentioned, of HBO's Sopranos. The film is a 60s music-themed coming-of-age story currently untitled. Oh, wait, can I, this is going to be horrible. Who's Richard Harrow? On the show? Yeah. I'm um, sorry. I'm... I'm uh, yeah, I feel like he has a minor role, um, but... Corey, we... Richard Harrow, anybody? We'll look it up while you Jack, go on Jack to the Houston. news. Uh, Jack Houston. Uh, is, Jack Houston is... is, 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 is he, yeah, he's like the like a young British actor, right? Yes. Yeah, I know him. Like, I like, kind of know him. I've, he used to come into where I work all the time. He's in... He was in... Um, he was just in the Witches of East, Eastwick remake, and he really didn't enjoy being on it. If, if it's who I think it, it is. And he was also in... <laughs> who the heck is Richard Harrow on the show? Well, he was also on an ABC show. I, I haven't... That's great. Right. That's but wonderful. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, have he, we seen he, he, this yeah, character hung yet? out with him. Have we seen Maybe his character Maybe we just haven't seen though? him yet. I don't think we've I, seen him yet. I don't know. I mean, okay, well, we'll be looking for Richard Harrow. Played by Jack. He's like a really dashing kind of young right. Johnny Depp sort of looking guy with a moustache. So he's definitely he's not he's not lucky He was in Inception as well Um, the film Inception he had a small part um, playing uh, anyway Maybe it's upcoming It's been in five episodes Um, Oh He's been, and and as the character So it's not who I think it is As the character Richard Harrow Richard Harrow yeah Okay, so he's not Jack Houston. It's not the. It's not who I think it is. I'll tell you right now. Why? How do you know that? Well, because otherwise I would have recognised him. Uh, and because I haven't seen him on the show yet. Maybe it's just good makeup. Who knows? Maybe it is. We'll have to go. Okay, we're going to we're going to pick this up next week and fix it and f- find out what the get to the bottom of that. Anyway, Steve Buscemi will make a guest appearance on the upcoming sketch comedy series Portlandia. It's set in Portland and stars SNL's Fred Armisen and rocker Carrie Brownstein. Brownstein. The series debuts early 2011 on IFC. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be very good. IFC. You know the the adventures of the misadventures, although increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret is going to be. It's kind of a. It's a, it's a. They've been teasing this show, right? On on Todd Margaret, which is right. a, which is a very funny show too. So I'm sure it'll be great. All right, and finally, Boardwalk executive producers Stephen Levinson and Mark, Mark Warburg have been asked by HBO to get another compelling period drama series going due to the success of Boardwalk. The pair have teamed up with author Malcolm Gladwell and screenwriter Charles Randolph, who wrote The Interpreter. Together, they're creating a Cold War concept um, piece about a missionary who becomes involved with the CIA. Not much more is known at this time. I just don't want to see a 
Rubicon come out of Breaking Bad? And what I mean by that is, right. please, let's not like try and like right get so cocky as AMC, like because we have such great that we we come out of the, we well acted, well shot Rubicon, but it's kind of so far in, in left field it can't help but alienate its viewers. Yeah, right. I just don't want to see that. Let's 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 keep going the way we're going. I'll tell you, Mark Wahlberg just continues to impress though. Like just what you I mean, just would never have. I just would have imagined it. Marky Mark, who would have thought? And his new movie looks amazing. Doesn't coming it? Out in December. Cannot wait mm-hmm. to see Christian Bale. His uh, Academy Award for Christian Bale's right, it's about performance, time, right? I'll tell you. Um, Play Mickey Ward. Anyway, that is your After Buzz TV Boardwalk Empire news and gossip for today. Uh, brings us to predictions for next week. Uh, Bethany, did you see anything in the uh, sneak peeks of next week that got your... Um, Palette salivating. I, I, uh, not off the top of a my fire, head. Really, I mean, a fire. I mean, there's a yeah, many explosion. It was like really fast edited. It looked like it's going to be a lot of action. Um, I'm, uh, Kevin, do you have any thoughts about what might happen next week? Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to have the boxer back. Chalky. Chalky's going to be back, which is great. We're gonna, uh, yeah. We're going to see... And I who think, does he get in front of? Rothstein? I don't Lucky? know who he gets in front of, but I know that Rothstein... I think there's going to be Rothstein, Lucky, and Doyle, and that whole clique are going to be comparing It's all going to come together, yeah. Yes. Yep, so it's going to be great. I really uh, hope that Margaret kind of like cools it and gets it together and, and doesn't blow up. That's what I'm hoping happens for her because she has a beautiful new home yeah. and she needs to keep it together for her kids. Yes, uh, something tells me, though, it's going to go <laughs> more towards more ups and downs. We're going to oh, get yeah. It's just going to be great. Yeah, it looks like it's really finding its feet, um, th- this, uh, this series, and I'm very excited about Episode 7. Um, all right, that brings us to the end of um, this After Buzz TV uh, episode for Boardwalk Empire Season 1, Episode th- 6. Thank you very much for listening. I mean, and, you know, and talking about the predictions, like I don't even know who I want to see more of. I love seeing yeah. Al Capone in that world, yeah. and I love seeing Nucky's world. I've never had this on the show you know yeah. I mean I've always had those moments on other shows where I just like Ugh, I want nothing to do with this part of the world but well that's a good it's a, it's a great problem to have um, thanks Kev, Bethany and Phil for your time Thank thanks you. Corey thanks everyone for listening uh, tune in next time for more After Buzz TV for producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek engineer Corey Sheehan and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network if you have any questions comments or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV This is the best beer I've ever had.